0: ARVO 2020 was an online, on-demand meeting, but that doesn't mean that new data weren't presented and that news wasn't made.
1: New Retina Radio is here to bring you the latest updates from the 2020 ARVO meeting by sitting down for interviews with the presenters themselves.
0: By the time you hear them on our program, their talks have already been released, but we wanted to go deeper Probe a bit further, and they agreed to join us. First up, we have Dr. Jennifer Lim, who spoke with us about the 100-week study results of the Panorama trial.
1: What did the retina community learn about patients who have two years of treatment with a flibricept for NPDR, and what new safety information might inform your decisions about when and how to treat?
0: Stay here on New Retina Radio to hear a breakdown of Dr. Lim's talk. This podcast is brought to you by Genentech Ophthalmology. At Genentech, science is just the beginning of innovation. Together with the ophthalmology community, Genentech is transforming the treatment of retinal disease to give people the vision to live. To learn more, visit gene.com/ophthalmology. That's g-e-n-e.com/ophthalmology.
1: The Panorama trial evaluated the safety and efficacy of a Flibercept for the treatment of patients with non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy. Researchers looked at two endpoints in this trial, a 52-week endpoint and a 100-week endpoint. There were three dosing arms in Panorama, a sham arm, an arm that delivered therapy every 16 weeks, and an arm that delivered therapy every 8 weeks but then switched to as-needed therapy.
0: At Arvo, Dr. Jennifer Lim delivered a talk that compared the Panorama Study's 52-week data with its 100-week data. Dr. Lim is the Marion Shank Chair in Ophthalmology and Professor of Ophthalmology at the University of Illinois, where she is also the Director of the Retina Service and Vice Chair of Diversity and Inclusion. Dr. Lim, thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here and discuss the Panorama Study with you today.
0: For today's conversation, we'll be reviewing the 100-week and 52-week study data from Panorama. But for our listeners, let's start at the beginning and give a quick overview of the study design.
2: The Panorama study was a phase 3 double-masked randomized study looking at the efficacy and safety of using a Flibercept in patients who had moderately severe to severe non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy. And what we wanted to do was to see how efficacious the use of a Flebrecept was compared to sham in causing a two-step reduction in the severity of non proliferative diabetic retinopathy. And we also looked at complications. That is, was there a reduction in the rate of vision-threatening complications or the occurrence of center-involved diabetic macular edema when we used a Flebrecept as compared to using sham? So in this study, we enrolled 402 patients, and they were randomized into one of three arms, either sham or a Flebrecept 2 milligrams Q16 weeks after a loading dose, or a Flebrecept 2Q8, essentially, after a loading dose in year one, followed by PRN in year two. And I can dive further into how that was done um, at this point, if you want, Scott. Sure. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Okay. So in the uh, sham group, the patients were given a sham loading dose for five doses and then sham every eight weeks. In the Q16 dose uh, group, patients were given a flebricept 2 milligrams monthly for a total of three doses, then a Q8-week dose, and then after that, the dosing went Q16 week for the remainder of the study. In the Q8 going to PRN group, the patients were given five monthly doses of a up front. so that was a load, followed by dosing every eight weeks for the remainder of year one and then PRN beginning at year two.
1: But for this study, we're looking at the 100-week data and seeing how it holds up to the 52-week data.
2: So let's first discuss what happened at week 52. So in week 52 of the sham eyes, 15% had a two-step reduction in the level of severity on the DRSS score. Now, in the fixed-dosing Q16 group, that was 60%. 5% that had a two-step reduction. And in the Q8 group, it was 80%. Now, when we look at week 100, we see that 13% of the sham-treated eyes had a two-step reduction versus 62% for the Flebrisept Q16 fixed dosing group eyes and 50% for the Flebrisept Q8 going to PRN dosing group. So you see, there was still a big improvement for the eyes treated with a Aflebercept in terms of a two-step reduction in the DRSS severity score as compared to sham. So this held true despite the fact that we were dosing these eyes less frequently in year two. And so that's heartening to know.
0: So am I to understand then that the drop-off in the Q8 to PRN arm from year one to year two dropped from nearly 80% of patients who improved
2: to only half of patients who improved? Why is that? That's correct. And that was in terms of a two-step improvement. In terms of a one-step, it was still quite high at over 90%. So the reason for that is that we believe that patients were underdosed in year two. So in year two, it went to PRN and you could hold off on the PRN if the patients had reached mild NPDR. And that determination was based on the treating physician. So these photos were also sent to a reading center. And when the reading center looked at this analysis, they said, you know, some of these eyes should have received an injection. They really weren't at level 35. So we really felt that there was an under-treatment. And in fact, in year two, between week 52 and week 100, there were a potential six treatments that could be given. And in this study, only 1.8 were given. Okay, so that's a difference. And when you look at the other group, which was obviously fixed-dosed at Q16, those eyes had, on average, three more treatments in year two.
0: And then had better results as far as two-step improvements go.
2: Exactly, exactly.
1: Safety is important here, too. Uh, Dr. Lim, tell us what you found.
2: So looking at the safety signals, we didn't find any difference, essentially, between the rates of systemic safety complications and the recept compared to sham groups. So that, that was a good thing. Uh, We did, however, see a difference in the rates of vision-threatening complications between the Flebursep group and the sham group, as well as in the rates of center-involved diabetic macular edema, again, between the Flebursep groups and the sham groups. So when I say a vision-threatening complication, we define that as the development of proliferative diabetic retinopathy or anterior segment neovascularization. And when we look overall, we see that in the uh, a Flebursept treated eyes, the Kaplan-Meyer analysis shows us that there was essentially a reduction of 77 to 83 percent compared to sham when we use a flebrecet, and this was true for the VTC. When we looked at center-involved diabetic macular edema, the Kaplan-Meyer analysis showed us a 68 to 76 percent reduction in the incidence of center-involved DME for flebrecet treatment compared to sham. So you might want wonder, well, you know, what exactly are the raw numbers for that, right? Because, you know, if it's a small number, it's not as significant. Well, let's look first again at the vision-threatening complications. That is the development of proliferative diabetic retinopathy or anterior segment neovascularization. And when we look at that, we see that 30.6% of sham eyes had this happen by year two. Whereas if we look at the Aflebercept treated eyes, we see that this percent of occurrence was only around 9% to 7%, depending upon fixed or PRN, respectively.
1: What about center-involving DME at 100 weeks?
2: When we look at center-involved diabetic macular edema, again, we see a high rate in the sham group at the end of 100 weeks. That is, 38% of the sham-treated eyes develop center-involved diabetic macular edema. In contrast, the fixed dosing group of flea-recept, it was 11.3%. For the PRN group, it was 14% that developed center-involved diabetic macular edema. So that's a meaningful reduction, I think, in the development of these rates of complications. It prevents uh, visual loss potentially uh, for the you know, center-involved DMEIs. And of course, it prevents other possible complications related to proliferative diabetic retinopathy or anterior neovascularization.
1: So there was a significant difference between the sham and the treatment groups, but what about among the treatment groups themselves? Was was there a difference between the Q16 and the Q8 to PRN group?
2: If we look at those two groups specifically, we see, as uh, Scott pointed out earlier, that the PRN arm had a lower rate of a two-step reduction in the DRSS score. But really the numbers are small and the study wasn't really powered to look at the difference between the Q8 going to PRN and then the Q16. And then when we look at the VTCs, as you nicely pointed out as well, and the center involved, DME, some of the eyes perform better in the PRN group and some performed worse. Again, the numbers are small. But, but again, we think that it's because that there was an under treatment in the PRN group that there was a slight drop off. Um, so I think the study basically shows that using a flebecept either in a PRN or in a fixed dosing mode is better than sham. Dr. Lim, what are the take home points here? I think the main take home points are the That, number one, the use of a Aflebrisept over sham results in a significant improvement in terms of a two-step DRSS improvement from baseline. And that when patients have this improvement, 92% of patients who had an improvement in year one of two steps will still show some improvement in year two, despite the lower dosing. Secondly, it's important to realize also that diabetic retinopathy is a progressive disease. So even with the Flebrecept treatment, you will still get vision-threatening complications, you will still get center-involved diabetic macular edema, but that is markedly lower when you treat with the Flebrecept than if you look at the sham group. So that's the second point. And then the third point is, even in this study, when we look at the PRN arm, in which we suspect there was some underdosing of these patients, there's still an improvement compared to sham, and so still better than doing nothing. And lastly, The use of a Aflibrocept did not show any uh, safety signals that haven't previously been found. There really was no difference in terms of systemic safety compared to the sham-treated eyes.
0: Dr. Jennifer Lim, thank you for speaking with us.
2: Thanks so much, Scott and Greg. It was a fun morning.
1: This podcast is supported by Genentech Ophthalmology. Genentech works with the ophthalmology community to advance the understanding of serious eye disease and develop new technologies to transform care. Let's partner in doing more for patients. Learn how at gene.com forward slash ophthalmology. That's gen forward slash ophthalmology.